You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It's Crystal Iram here. I am so excited. We are digging in today to the three, what I'm going to really talk about are the three reasons that why the guys that you are just crazy about aren't liking you back and the ones that you really like you're not attracted to. And then we're also going to talk about some of the reasons you may not be attracting the kind of men you really want. Okay. So this is something I hear all the time, right? This is like one of the most common frustrations I hear from women is why is it never a match? Whenever I really like someone, he doesn't feel the same way. And the guys that really like me, I'm just not into. Okay. So we're going to talk about three of the main reasons that this looks like that. So the first one is that a lot of women are able to be their most authentic selves with the men that they're not interested in, okay? When you are dealing with someone that you aren't thinking like, oh my God, he's so amazing. I want to be with this person. When you're not trying to impress him, when you're not trying to show up a certain way, when you're not trying to manipulate the situation or having contrived actions or anything like that, you're going to be more attractive. Right, But it's very hard for women to stay in that place when they're around someone that they actually really like. Right, So most women are more authentic with men that they're not that interested in because you're not thinking about him like that. You're not trying to be anything. You're just like, here I am. This is how I'm showing up. And that is the way that people are able to actually connect with you and decide that they really like you for who you are. When you're not overthinking the way that someone perceives you, you're going to be much more attractive. Authenticity and confidence are going to be some of the most attractive things that you can convey when you're getting to know someone, okay? When you're around someone that you don't think of as someone that could be the one, you're not going to have a lot of expectations on this person. You're not going to go into the situation with all this heaviness. Right? Like a lot of times when we're on our own, right? And I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it again because this is really important to understand. When you're totally single, you can really easily move into that expansive energy where you're feeling really good, where you're taking care of yourself, where you're loving your life, where you're exploring your passions, where you are being the absolute highest and best version of you, right? And then you meet someone you really like. And instead of staying in that place, you're like, oh my gosh, I really hope it's him. I really like this guy. What if he changes his mind about me? How can I make sure that he really, really likes me as much as I like him, right? And it's a different energy. You become very needy and sort of graspy and you're trying to control him. You're trying to get something from him. You're trying to get him to see you in a particular way. And it's unattractive. It's not just that it's unattractive. It's actually repelling It repels people. It's not an energy that people want to be around. So whereas when you were single and you weren't overthinking things, 
or when you're around someone that you're not that excited about, you're not overthinking things, you're able to be really expansive and it's really attractive and it's just raining men. And when you're around someone who you don't think of that way, you're not going to do that. You're going to be able to stay in that expansive energy. And he's going to be the one who's like, wow, this woman is so confident. She has so many passions. She just does what she, like, she does what she wants. She's going after the things that matter to her. All of those attractive things are going to be coming out. Those are going to be the things that are on display. So that's why those are the guys that are going to really like you. It's going to be very easy for them to like you because they are the ones who can actually see you. Around the men that you really, really, really like, they can't see you. It's not even that they don't they don't like you. It's that they don't know who you really are because you're putting on a facade because you're trying to come across in a very particular way, okay? When you are not being yourself, a man cannot feel your energy. And if he cannot feel your energy, he cannot fall in love with you. So that's the bottom line. When you're busy contorting yourself into what you think some particular man is going to want, there is no space for him to fall for you, right? Especially if he's actually a high quality man because he's going to see through it. And he's going to think to himself, this woman is trying to manipulate me. She's trying to be what she thinks that I want. And that's not sexy. It's not attractive. So you don't want to do that. But that's the first reason. This is a really, really common thing, okay? So really closely related to this is the second thing, which is with guys that you do not like, you're able to stay detached and relaxed and you're leaning back. And there's going to be a calmness in your energy. So we've spoken about this before, that that really high anxiety that it has to be him. How can I get him? How can I keep him? That anxiety, it's a repellent, right? So with the guys that you don't like, you don't have that. They're not feeling any of that energy. They're feeling that totally relaxed, calm energy where you're just living your best life. You're not overthinking, how is he perceiving me? What's he thinking of me? You're leaning back. You're relaxed. You're open. You're able to receive, right? And this is going to be so much more more attractive. So it's really important to understand this because the truth is, is that biologically speaking, there are some disadvantages that women are naturally going to have when it comes to dating because most secure men are approaching dating with a more laid back attitude than the majority of women. And it's not because men don't want to be in relationships or that they're unwilling to commit or anything like that, but they don't have the same level of urgency as most women do. And it's really frustrating and it's very hard to understand because it's sort of based on our biological clock, but it's not logical. It's not rational. You do not have to actually want children or you could already have children and you're still going to feel the same urgency. And most men do not have that same level of urgency when it comes to starting a new relationship. However, I mean, this is something to keep in mind because if you meet a man who does have a very high level of urgency, who's sort of approaching it with anxiety the way that a lot of women do, that's that's something I would take note of. That is information that is worth having and paying attention to because what that may mean is that he has a lot of anxiety. He's not acting from a secure place. That's not a man who's fully confident in what he's creating for himself. 
So for some women, that may not be a deal breaker, but for most, it probably will be and, you know, maybe should be. You know, to be with a man who doesn't have a sense of security within himself, for most women, is going to be pretty dangerous territory. Okay? So this is what we really want to think about. We have this unequal playing ground because men are often so much more detached. It's so much easier for them to take things slow, to stay grounded, unless they're really operating from an insecure place. But you want to recognize that because you want to have that same approach regardless of whether you really, really, really like the guy or not. Meaning that even if you really, really, really like him, you're not jumping into it. You're not saying, oh my gosh, I think that he's the one, right? Non-identification. You're practicing non-identification. You're not deciding anyone's the one until it's very clear that he's the one. All right? So you want to just stay focused on what you're creating. Stay focused on your vision. Stay focused on what you know is possible for you, your own worthiness, your own sense that you are lovable, that you get to have love. And it's not dependent on any one particular man returning your feelings, okay? So let me just do a really quick recap. So the first reason that the guys, you know, who you aren't crazy about really like you is because you're able to be your most authentic self, right? And with the guys that you really like, you're often sort of contorting yourself into a pretzel. The second thing is that with the guys that you don't like, you're able to be detached and leaning back. Whereas with the guys you really, really like, you have this anxious energy. You start identifying them as the one and that becomes repellent. Now, the third thing, with the guys that you like, you are likely focused on getting, focused on getting, okay? And this, again, is a very repellent energy. It's a very repellent way to approach this, okay? When you're thinking, how can I get him to like me? How can I get him to show up for me? How can I get him to commit? How can I get his time? How can I get his energy? How can I get his attention? How can I get him to do more, right? It's a getting energy. How can I get something from this person? That is repellent, right? And you know this because as women, we get the same thing. We experience the same thing. But usually when it's coming from men, it's going to be sexual. But you can see when a guy is looking at you and he just wants to get something from you. And you're like, ugh, gross. Like this guy is disgusting me. And they don't have to say anything. They don't have to say anything. You can tell from a look and their body language that they are trying to get something from you. And it makes you want to run the other direction. Men feel the same way. (laughs) They can feel when you're trying to get that relationship out of them, when you're trying to catch him, right? And the problem with both approaches is that it's not coming from a genuine place. It's not coming from, I truly care about this person. I really want to be in a relationship with him. I've thoroughly vetted him. I really know him, and I'm ready to move the relationship to a next level. It's that you've seen certain qualities that you want and that you like, and you have so much fear that you're not going to ultimately have what you want. So you look at what's in front of you, and you decide, this is it. This is my only chance of getting what I want. I'm going to grab onto him, and I'm not going to let him go. I am so fearful that I'm not going to get to have the love that I want. I am so fearful that I'm not going to have the relationship that I want. I'm so frustrated that I don't yet have what I want, okay? And you can think about this. This applies for anything. Whenever there's something that we desire, 
there's different poles, right? Sometimes we want something because just the thought of having it, we're like, oh, that would be so fun. That would be so juicy. It's going to be enriching my life so much. Like this is what my desire is. And it's coming from this wholeness and this place of fullness. And it's really juicy and delicious and exciting and fun. But sometimes we want something because we're trying to get away from something, right? I don't want to feel lonely anymore. I'm afraid that I won't to get I won't have love. I don't want to attend another wedding alone. Right? When we're trying to get away from something. So it's like where is the desire coming from? Even when you think about why do I want a relationship? Is it because I'm trying to get away from something because I'm trying to eliminate some negative feeling that exists within me? Or is it because I have a more pure desire where it's like this is something I want because I think about how much more expansive my life will be? right? Sometimes when women are wanting a relationship, they're looking at their life and they're like, I hate my job. I hate my apartment. My girlfriends suck. I'm estranged from my family. All I do is go to work and I come home and watch Netflix and I want a boyfriend because then I'll have something more fun in my life. But it's like, how attractive is that really? When you're basically looking for someone to rescue you from a life that you're not happy with, right? Like, think about how you would feel about dating a guy who's like, yeah, you're the only positive thing about my life. And some women do it, right? Because a lot of women have complexes about rescuing people or about being the bright spot for someone, but that's not a real relationship. That's not certainly not the foundation for a strong, happy, healthy, lasting, loving, committed relationship. So what's your motivation? Are you trying to move away from something? Are you trying to be rescued from some aspect of your life? Or are you being drawn towards what you truly desire in a more pure way? So let's now talk about three of the reasons that you may may not be attracting the kind of man that you really want, okay? So the first reason is that you're being picky and your standards are too low. Okay, you're being too picky, but your standards are too low. Now, this is, I really want to make this distinction here because this is really important to understand. So how do you know if you're being picky, but your standards are low? You're dating men who are great on paper, but energetically they feel terrible. Okay, they maybe have a great job, great car, look good, but they're not showing up for you. You're always on edge. You feel anxious. You're embarrassed that you're being treated in a way that you know is not what you really deserve. You're embarrassed that you want him. You're embarrassed that you are still liking him because you're like, I know that I should be wanting better. I know that I should have better, but I can't help it. I like him, right? If you have been hanging on past what you know is a relationship expiration date, your standards are too low. Okay, you're being too picky, but your standards are too low. So here's how you have to think about this. We have things that we are requiring in a relationship and we have things that are preferences in a relationship. So you want to think about the difference between objective versus subjective. Okay, so objective standards would be things like he has to make at least $200,000 a year. He has to drive this kind of car. He has to have gone to an Ivy League school. He has to be at least six foot one. He has to have, you know, brown eyes and brown hair and a beard. And he has to wear this kind of suit, right? These are all objective standards. 
okay? Subjective standards are things like ambition, kindness, humor, compassion, understanding, emotional intelligence, stability, you know, financial stability, emotional stability, okay? So you want to think about the distinction between your subjective standards and your objective standards. When you're thinking about what you truly require in a person, you want to make sure that you are focusing more on these subjective standards. Now, you can have a couple of objective standards, but what I see from a lot of women is that they'll have a list and they'll tell me, these are the top five things that I really, really want in someone, and they give me five objective standards. And then they wonder why they can't get in a good relationship. And it's like, well, that's why. (laughs) You're focusing on things that do not lead to a great relationship. None of the objective standards are going to lead to a happy relationship. Those are going to be things that you're choosing based on preferences or based on what you think you should want, things that you think are going to make you look better. Now, does this mean that you need to be with a nice guy who is short, fat, and broke? Absolutely not. That's not what I would advocate for anyone. I'm saying that when you're choosing people, you need to make sure that the subjective standards come first because it's very, very rare that I see someone who only dates men that are treating them really well and really kind and they're settling for the other things. What I see much more often is women that are dating guys that are great on paper that do not treat them well, okay? So that's the reason I pointed out like this. It's not to say that you should be settling for any of these things. Obviously, it's possible to have someone that you're incredibly attracted to and who is stable in all the important ways and is kind and loving and fun to be around and makes you laugh, right? We can have all of those things. But you want to think about like, where are you actually settling? Most of the women I encounter, they're settling for treatment that's subpar. So you've got to raise your standards if that's the case. And what I think your standards should be, I mean, it's almost irrelevant what I think, because it's really about what you want for yourself and what you're willing to commit to and what you are going to create for yourself. But As far as I'm concerned, if he doesn't treat you well, then nothing else really matters, right? Like, how are you going to be in a happy marriage with someone who treats you like garbage, with someone who doesn't want to show up for you, for someone who acts like spending time with you is a burden, right? There are men out there who are going to think you're the most delightful person that's ever walked the earth, right? And that's going to be the kind of person you're going to have a more fun life with because he enjoys you. So that's the first thing. Okay, if your standards are too low. Now, here's the thing. A lot of women are afraid that if they start focusing more on those subjective standards, they're going to have to sacrifice some of the other things they really want, like attraction or stability or, you know, things like that. But here's what I find really consistently with my clients. When you focus on the subjective standards first, you're actually able to call on people who have all of the things that you want. So you have to know, like, these are the things that I absolutely require, but you still can get more than that. It's not saying that just because you're focusing on those things, that's all you can get. You're only going to get the bare minimum. No. But when you focus in this way, you're able to manifest in a much stronger way for what you truly, truly want. Okay, so the next point, and this is really closely related, is that you lack clarity. Okay, so a lot of the women that I talk to, they think they know exactly what they want, but then they meet someone who has all of those qualities and they're not happy, right? They're having great dates. They might be having fun on dates. They have really witty banter and he takes you out to nice restaurants and he has a nice car and 
whatever, all of those things, but you're not happy in the relationship and it's because you're lacking this clarity. You're focusing on those wrong things. You're focusing just on the objective qualities without putting enough emphasis on the subjective qualities and you're not able to get what you truly want. The things that are going to make someone a great date are not per se the same things that are going to make someone a great husband, right? Being with someone who you can have fun with, I do think is important, but a lot of women are attracted to the same kind of guys, like the men who were super, super charming, who just could talk to anyone, like they're fun on dates. It is fun to be with someone where you just have that really witty banter. He's really quick and 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 funny and smart and sharp and like that's hot. But a lot of times people who are like that, who always know exactly the right thing to say, who just have charm oozing out of their ears, the reason that they are so charming is because they spend a lot of time and attention manufacturing a persona. They are putting a lot of energy into making sure that they come across a certain way, to making sure that people perceive them in a certain way. So someone who is extremely charming, it may be because a lot of his focus and his energy is on himself. It's not an accident that he's charming. But someone who has that much focus and energy on himself may not have that much energy to put on another person right? Like if he's just thinking all the time, how can I make sure that I have a rapt audience? How can I make sure that everyone around me thinks that I'm amazing? When is he going to think about you? So again, that can be really fun on a date, in a relationship or in a marriage, that's going to be less ideal. Okay. So you want to think not about what's going to make for the best date, not what's going to make a great boyfriend, but what is actually going to make a great partner, a great husband for me. The third reason is that your energy is weak, okay? You may not be attracting the kind of men that you want because your energy is weak. So here's what I mean by this. For a lot of the women that I work with, they will say things like, well, I deserve better. I know that I deserve better. You know, I have everything going for me. But what they're really referring to is I have created a certain level of financial or career success for myself, and therefore, I deserve a man who has created the same kind of financial or career success. And that may not be false, but here's what you have to understand. Men do not judge women by the same criteria that women judge men. Okay, so if you're saying because I have this great career, because I make six figures, that means I deserve a man who gets the same. No, that's not how it works. Okay, because that's not what most men care about. Men who are successful do not usually care how much money a woman is making. Now, men like women have preferences. So some men are going to say, of course, I want a woman who has her own thing going on. I want someone who's ambitious. I want someone, you know, who's building something, but not always. And even when that's the case, they're not going to. So here's what a lot of women do. We compare ourselves to the lowest common denominator. We look at what we've done and then we compare ourselves to the woman that we that we knew growing up who, you know, never finished middle school or, 
you know, the woman that we knew in college who flunked out or, you know, who just partied too much and, like, couldn't keep up with things, right? Like, we think about the 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 unsuccessful women that we think of. We think of the worst women that we think of. Or we think of the women who are our age who look 10 years older and we're like, oh, my gosh, she really needs some Botox. Like, she doesn't look good, right? We compare ourselves to lowest common denominator. And when we do that, we are always coming out really far on top. And you're like, of course I'm a great catch. Like, look at all these losers that I know. (laughs) Like, we're comparing ourselves and we're coming out on top of the other women that we know. But you have to understand that men aren't doing that. Men are not thinking about all of the other women that you know who haven't created as much as you have. They're comparing you to other women who are very much like you, meaning likely beautiful and smart and successful and kind, and driven, and have a lot going for them, right? And, you know, this isn't to poo-poo on women. Women are amazing. Like, women are absolutely incredible. But a lot of women are incredible, right? So your career success, your money is never going to be the thing that makes a man choose you unless he wants a sugar mama, right? Like, that's not going to be what's relevant. The only thing that is actually going to draw him in and commit is going to be your energy. The energy that he feels with you and the energy that you're able to bring out of him. So if you're saying, because of my career success, I deserve this particular type of man, it may be that the energy, it may be that you have a fantastic energy and that the right men for you could be attracted to it. But often it's hiding, like it's below the surface. We put our career first. You're leading with your resume instead of your energy, instead of the things that actually matter to men, which is, you know, looking good, being in great shape, and having a powerful energy, okay? And when I say a powerful energy, I don't mean being the loudest woman in the room, although for some men, that's going to be a personality that's attractive. It's about having an energy where you are feeling secure in yourself, where you're comfortable sharing, these are the things I'm passionate about. This is what matters to me. Like when that can come through, when you can just feel good in your own body, that's when your feminine magnetism is going to come out. That's when you're going to be most easily able to connect with the kind of men that you really want. Okay. So if you're not attracting the kind of men that you want, it may be that your standards are too low and you're being too picky that you lack clarity on what you truly want and need, so you're sort of settling, or that your energy is weak, meaning that he's not able to feel your feminine magnetism. You're leading with your career. You're saying, because of my career, because of my money, I deserve this type of relationship, and you're completely disregarding the things that actually make a man fall in love and inspire a man to commit, okay? Here's what I'll say, though, is that in my experience and with the majority not all, but with the majority of my clients and students, when they're with a relationship that ends up becoming their fiance and husband, the relationship usually is easier. So when dating is hard, it's because like for sometimes, sometimes it's not the most fun thing. Sometimes it takes a lot of patience. Sometimes it does take work. You're sifting through a lot of people trying to find the right person. So it's just not, it's not always going to be easy, but you've done hard things before. And like many of the things that you really want, you've worked hard for. But once you're in the right relationship, when things are unfolding with the right person, it probably will stop feeling as hard. So that is all that I have for today. I hope that this served you incredibly well. 
Thank you so much for showing up. Have a fantastic weekend and thanks again. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 